What is up, everyone? Jose Young's here with MMAfighting.com for an impromptu episode of the A-Side live chat. Sitting next to me is Alex K. Lee, my brother from the north in Toronto. Now, Alex, this is a very last-minute episode. Like I said, I called you very last minute because we got some very last-minute breaking news, and that is Ben Askren has announced his retirement from mixed martial arts. He was on uh, Ariel Hawani's show over on ESPN, and he officially hung up his four-ounce glove. So I will put you on the spot. What is your immediate reaction after hearing the news? Uh, what are you expecting uh, from one Mr. Ben Askren? going forward well uh based on the comments he made and his results in the ufc so far I, my, my comment I, I would say unsurprised unsurprised the time is probably right uh, if anything i respect that he's probably that he's leaving when there's probably still money to be made and i actually even though we're talking hashtag mma retirements i actually think this is one that will stick uh for again for anyone who missed the uh the hawani show announcement he he's i believe he needs he needs a hip replacement Mm-hmm. That's probably it for you as a high-level MMA fighter. Uh, you you know, and, and he's he's 35 years old. He's been involved in some form of combat sports since he was very very young. So there's so much wear and tear on his body. So yeah, unsurprising, and I would also call it a welcome retirement. And that's uh, I say that with respect to uh, to Ben Askren. Yeah, and for anyone who's followed Ben Askren's career or watched any interviews lately, uh, it's he's made he's made it known that mixed martial arts was never his one true love. He really loves the the world of like amateur wrestling, collegiate wrestling, and he, he coaches a lot. He coaches kids, he coaches fighters, he coaches Tyron Woodley, uh, he coaches Macy Barber. Uh, he, she, he he wasn't there for her last fight, but she sh- made sure to give him a shout out. Uh, but Ben Askren retires with a record, I believe, of eighteen and two, uh, if I'm not, or nineteen and two. Uh, his last two losses were the only two losses he ha- ever had. He he lost to uh, Jorge Masvidal, which everyone has heard uh, or seen now, especially on Instagram, uh, in in five seconds, fastest knockout in UFC history. And then he gets submitted by Damian Maya. So getting knocked out by uh, Jorge Masvidal and getting submitted by Damian Maya, nothing to hang your head down. I mean, Damian Maya is arguably the greatest grappler in UFC history. And Jorge Masvidal is the hottest fighter on the roster right now. Uh, But uh, bearing those two losses aside, what is going to be your lasting memory uh, from Ben Askren, either inside, inside the octagon, outside the octagon, any of the other plethora of promotions uh, he's fought under? Man, this is a guy for, I mean, for the most part, did things his way. Uh, And you just got to respect that. I know it's a cliche, uh, but you certainly can't say it about every fighter. Uh, and I and I would say to Ben Askren, he's an original. Um, you know, I'm not uh, the biggest collegiate wrestling fan, but I know. Look, he was nicknamed Funky because his style was unorthodox. So from his earliest super successful uh, NCAA championship days, he's had people kind of questioning how he goes about things. So he, you know, he answered those questions in college, uh, and then he gets into MMA. And yes, he's very one dimensional. But super successful right out of the gate. Bellator picks him up. Uh, he becomes a champion. He beats names like uh, Douglas Lima, Andre Korshkov. You know, you, people can say, oh, this was before they became, you know, before their primes. Say what you want. We, we won't know because they never had a rematch. Those are wins on Ben Askren's record. Uh, he did it his way, you know. And instead of going to the UFC after, he went to one championship. There's the the spat with Dana White. Dana White very publicly saying, like, oh, I'd rather watch grass grow. I think it was in reference to Ben Askren. Some, some Dana Whitey thing like that, uh, really, really questioning whether Askren was entertaining enough to be in the UFC. So Askren went, did his thing, fought and won. And then, uh, and then he made his way to the UFC anyway. And in this last year, made plenty of headlines, uh, drew plenty of eyeballs. And uh, in pro wrestling parlance, put over some people major, especially uh, Jorge Masvidal. I mean, that that the Jorge Masvidal thing doesn't happen without this Askren feud and Askren running into his knee. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, people have been saying like ever since uh, 
he lost to Damian Maia in, in the UFC Singapore main event. They've really been because remember Ben Askren was traded for Demetrius Johnson. That, I think that's going to be one of his lasting uh, legacies too. He was part of the first real trade between promotions. Uh, mm-hmm. Demetrius Johnson left the UFC in exchange for Ben Askren. Ben Askren said he wanted to test himself against the best. Uh, from in my mind, what stands out the most is not his inside the inside the cage or octagon but it's one he said like i might not be the best like i'm not gonna re- i might not retire undefeated but i at least want to try i want to compete against the best so he never walked around declaring himself like i am the greatest i am the greatest i am the greatest he wanted to try and he came to the ufc uh didn't work out and he said and he lost to Jorge masvidal in five seconds handled his loss better than most fighters would a, a decision loss. I mean, he's he tweeted right away. He's like, well, that didn't go as planned. And then uh, I think Heather Hardy tweeted, like, <laughs> everyone needs to stop picking on Ben Askren, this and that. And ben Askren's like, ah, I deserve it. Don't worry about it. So uh, the way <laughs> Ben Askren handles defeat, I think a lot of young fighters can, uh, can really take from. I mean, he said, like, I don't want to be like Ronda Rousey. It happened. The only thing we learned in that fight is Jorge Miserable has a great knee and I'm not invincible. I can't, like... That right there just shows you what kind of a fighter Ben Askren is. Like he loses to the best and he owns up to it. Loses to Damian Maya. And in his interview uh, backstage on ESPN, he goes, I just lost to the greatest submission artist, arguably in the history of mixed martial arts. So handles his losses very well. Was very dominant. I think people forget like he didn't he set like a he set like a record against Andreas Korshkov where he outstruck him like two hundred and something to like five in that fight. Yeah, he, he finished him. And he finished him. Finished him. Beat Douglas Lima, who is uh, it's either one A one B for Patricio Pitbull for greatest fighter in Bellator history. Uh, has the win over against Shinya Aoki. Has a W over Robbie Lawler. Say what you want about that fight. A W is a W. Uh, and then he just loses to two guys and calls it a career. So. I wish fighters, I wish fans that really started to watch MMA in the last few years, like when the Rondas and the Connors and everyone's rose, I wish they got to see him in his prime when he was tearing, not even tearing through people, just like dominating. Like if you can't get, if you can't get a grown man off top of you, you shouldn't be champion. That's my mentality anyway. But uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I don't want to romanticize his style too much. Let's not. I'm not going to pretend that you know pre UFC uh, Ben Askren was like this this uh, Shogun esque berserker. He was uh, no. He was winning fight. He was not. He was winning fights. I, I I'm I'm glad we did this because I, I did want to bring up one personal anecdote. I was at I was in uh, a glamorous Windsor, Ontario when uh, he fought Douglas Lima. Wow. Uh, great crowd. Yes, great crowd. The, the card unfortunately was not very good. And it was capped off by this Askren fight where, look, he held Lima down and it's not Askren's fault. Lima couldn't get up. The crowd became so aggravated. I believe there was uh, during this this 25 minute fight, there was two fights in the crowd. So, uh, you know, and, and those were maybe the most entertaining fights of the night. So regardless, Askren gets a reaction out of people. Sometimes it wasn't good. Sometimes his style uh, it, it literally incited violence uh, in those watching. But again, we can't discount that he was a winner at the end of the day. Uh, and then regardless of his style, managed to be an entertaining personality outside of the cage. And that goes a long way. Chil Sonnen can tell you that. Chil Sonnen, you know, uh, he, he had exciting fights later, but was known as very much a grindy wrestler. Uh, George St. Pierre, one of the most famous guy, uh, fighters of all time. A lot of critics of his style, but uh, certainly uh, certainly a popular guy. So Askren is somewhere in that lineage, that entertaining wrestler lineage. And uh, certainly the sport is a little bit worse off for uh, for his personality not being around. I mean, his fights... You saw them yourself when I was there on site for UFC 239 for his fight against Jorge Masvidal. If you look at the numbers, 
like John Jones is in the main event. Amanda Nunez is in the co-main event. Holly Holm is there. Luke Rockhold, like uh, Ed, uh, young Edmund Shabazian was on that card. Who do you think did the most numbers in terms of traffic and YouTube views? Mr. Funky. Mr. Funky Ben Askren had a Walmart sponsorship in that during that fight too. So it just goes to show you that people, when he spoke, people listened. I remember vividly that first press conference where they introduced him to the UFC before his fight against Robbie Lawler. He was all up on stage with all the fighters and he was going at everyone. Like he was talking to Kevin Lee, who's not, who was coming up from welterweight. <laughs> he's talking to Kamar Usman. He's ta- he's calling out Colby Covington. He's calling out everybody and then he goes and he's he quote unquote submits robbie lawler i don't like a win is a win like i said robbie lawler handled his loss well too uh and then flies immediately he goes i'm gonna beat robbie lawler and then i'm gonna fight the winner of darren till hori my and then i'm gonna fight for the championship this is a guy that when he said it, it normally came true he didn't end up beating hori my but you have to assume if he had he most certainly would have been fighting for a title right away i think especially if he had dominated hori my like that but if that fight doesn't happen, we don't get a BMF championship of the world. We don't see we don't we don't get Hori Mazdal being the biggest star in, in the UFC right now. So yes, in terms of wins and losses, one championship clearly came out the better in that trade. But again, I think you said it perfectly. Without Ben Askren, there is no what, the last 15 months, 13, 12 months of the UFC has been wildly exciting. I think Ben Askren had a lot to do with that. Yeah, you look, you need the Ben Askrens of the world, guys like him, to either become stars or to build other stars. Uh, and I'm not saying the UFC has a control over uh, which one happens, whether the fighter they sign becomes a star or they build another star. But in this case, it certainly worked out in building another star. Uh, and I, I've joked online about, you know, oh, how, how bad the trade looks. But it's true. UFC got everything, pretty much everything they wanted out of it. I guarantee they have pretty much uh, zero regrets about making that trade. Um, so, uh, you know, everyone should be happy. And and I hope that uh, Ben Askren finds happiness, uh, you know, in, in whatever, moving on to wrestling coaching and, and just being done with this, uh, this nasty business of fighting. And I will say, everyone's going to question, like, was he a good fighter? Was he a great fighter? Was he a world beater? Like, he was an excellent prize fighter. And that's what this game is about is getting people to watch you fight and that is exactly what ben Askren did just like chael sonnen there was that whole argument chael sonnen was a good not great fighter chael sonnen is a phenomenal prize fighter ben Askren is a phenomenal prize fighter like yes they might lose to people but you're still watching that that those fights happen and you want you paying to watch them lose or you want to see them win regardless Everyone paid attention to Ben Askren, and I really think the world of mixed martial arts is gonna miss, uh, gonna miss him. I mean, I was backstage at UFC Milwaukee, which is the last ever Fox card, uh, and he was the guest fighter. And I was speaking to some of the UFC PR. I'm like, "What's it like been working with Ben after like, he's he, he's a new fighter and he's already doing guest fighter spots?" And they're all like, "He's great. He'll do any interview. He'll do it for 10, 15 minutes." And then we were doing the scrum, which you've done a million of them, guest fighter scrums. It's going like 16 minutes. And then the UFC PR goes, all right, bad enough. He goes, I was having fun, guys. Come on. So it's like he wants to do that. Like how often yep. do you get fighters that want to do media? You rarely get that any days. I mean, you see Robbie Lawler. He's like, I don't want to be here. Like fighters like like Nate Diaz and Jorge Maslow show up 40 minutes late to media day. Ben Askren not only wants to do it, he'll talk to anybody and he'll talk to everybody. So as a medium fan, as a media member, I'm going to miss Ben Askren. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, from our perspective – Definitely an asset from the UFC's perspective, an asset. And I think history, when people look back on his career, uh, when we're out of this moment of, oh, he got knocked down in five seconds, he got submitted by Maya, I think history will look very favorably on what Ben Askren accomplished as a fighter. 
And he's not going anywhere. He still coaches Tyron Woodley. I'm sure he still coaches the Pettis brothers. He coaches Macy Barber now. He coaches a lot of those guys at, uh, up at Rufus Sport. So for his lasting legacy, I think we... I wish we had seen him fight the George St. Pierre's, the Rory McDonald's of the world, the guys that he really wanted to fight at that time. I mean, I remember when like Carlos Condit was fighting George St. Pierre, Ben Ashkin was like, I'll fight the winner tomorrow. So like, <laughs> I wish we had got to see Ben Ashkin versus George St. Pierre. I obviously I would favor George St. Pierre very heavily, but there's always that question out there that Ben Ashkin called him out for so long and we never got that fight. Um, but finally, the, the, before- the fact that sorry, Jose, the fact that you're even talking about it tells you what a persona this guy created for himself before coming to the UFC with no with no not being at the number one spot you know he he built that that reputation as hey what would happen if he fought George St. Pierre that they were even asking as a credit to his uh promo abilities well I was gonna ask you what your lasting legacy is but I'll go first my lasting legacy the, in my mind is that Ben Askren made he, he was made a name for himself outside of the UFC uh they say Dana White goes go to one like world series of fighting he said forget that I'll just go to one championship make more money so he is one of those rare fighters that had a following before he even got to the quote unquote big leagues, as fans called the UFC. Bellator won championship. He comes over and is immediately inserted into the into like the, not a, not immediate title shot, but like in the top ten range. And everyone wants to see Ben Askren talk or fight. And he hasn't even stepped inside the octagon yet. So uh, it's I can't think of many other fighters. Maybe if like I said, one of the Pitbull brothers or uh, Douglas Lima, or like if MVP forever comes over. Uh, to the UFC or anyone other from one championship. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of the, like there's a lot of those fighters that if they do, will have the same thing, but Ben Askren captivated audiences with his words. And then they brought those fans into the octagon. That is what I'm going to remember most about Askren. Alex, what is your lasting legacy in, for Ben Askren? I mean, you, Jose, you pretty much summed it up. I don't know. You're making some great points. I don't know if it's the crystals, this new crystals thing, which I, I'm against, but you, you seem more lucid and focused than ever. It's very impressive. And I'll just add, you know, I hope I hope uh, that fighters, other fighters can sort of learn some stuff from from uh, Ben Askren and um, again, like how he built himself up. It, it really isn't about your style in the cage. Like we've said many times, he was not the most exciting guy in the cage. You could probably count, like if you took his top five fights, I mean, they, they don't stack up to a lot of other people's top no. five most exciting fights. That's just a fact. But there's a lot to learn from how he did what he did. Uh, and it's not easy. You know, not everyone has his personality, his background, his maybe some of the leverage he might have had that, that some fighters don't. But there's definitely things to be learned. And I hope uh, the next generation of fighters kind of look at, at how he built himself up and, and you know, just t- take some things here and there. And, and, and uh, it's not about being fake, but it is about having your own persona and, and trusting in it. And, uh, and it can take you a long way. Well said, Alex. And for, for Alex, this this is Jose. This has been a very last-minute impromptu quick episode of the A-Side Live Chat. Stick around on the YouTube page and this and that. Uh, we'll be back with a, 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 an actual live full-length full hour episode of the A-Side Live Chat on Wednesday. I'm not going to tell you who the guest is yet. Uh, this will be up on like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all that fun stuff. But for Alex, this is Jose. We're out.